This podcast is very proudly brought to you by my new book, From Peasants Food to Superfoods. This book is based on cooking for the entire family and it guides cooks from all experiences on how to integrate healthy foods into everyday life. I know it's easy to stick to the same old things every week with a family to feed and a budget to stick to, but eating nutritious and delicious food every night is achievable and affordable. Learning how to use, prepare, and incorporate new and old ingredients into tasty and exciting food is what I love doing. So I have put this book together. It's over 300 pages. There's over 100 simple, nutritious recipes, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, desserts. Most of it's gluten-free, dairy-free. It's very gut-healing, very anti-inflammatory, and I hope that you will love it as much as I have, putting it together and (laughs) bringing it to life. So if you would like to check it out, learn more, or order it, jump online at www.mgherbs.com.au. And thanks for bringing us the podcast today. You're listening to Melissa Gearing, the Naked Naturopath. Mel is a qualified naturopath, herbalist, and nutritionist. She can't wait to share her thoughts on all things health and wellness with you. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Naked Naturopath. Today on the podcast, I have a reoccurring guest, the amazing and wonderful creator of the Natro Best range, which includes a lot of our prenatal supplements that I keep here in clinic, but it also includes a couple of non-prenatal supplements, um, which may be expanding uh, if you keep that on the down low. It's the wonderful Nikki Warren. Welcome, Nikki. Oh, thank you. It's good to be back. Thanks so much for giving me some of your time again. I love it when we get to have a chat. My my pleasure. We've just had our social media rant, so we're ready to work now. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) That would have been quite funny, actually, to to record that. record, yes. No, I don't think we would have been able to release it. No, no. <laughs> We're talking about negative social media. That would have really no. hit it on the yes. head. <laughs> um, well, you know, like I just, as I just mentioned, we're going to talk about MTHFR, a little bit fertility-based today, but you also yeah. had a little bit of sneaky good news that we might expand on in another podcast um, in terms of moving into other other ranges, I guess, uh, yes. adding to your ultimate multi, which is mm-hmm. um, a very well-loved product in my clinic, I must say. Oh, brilliant. I'm glad to hear that. That's yeah. Um, yeah, I take that every day. Well, yeah, I get Could great be. feedback, great feedback. Yeah. And I kind of transitioned yeah. from some of my other – I'm not a huge multi-fan, and I, I had one in particular that's quite popular, and it was okay, but I've really transitioned over to the Ultimate Multi. Um, yeah. Yeah, just for the feedback. I mean, because that's all that matters to me is that the clients feel good on it and they're happy, and if I get that feedback, that's the product that I'm going to keep, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it probably just has better absorption than other formulas because of the, the quality. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what it comes to down to yeah with, yeah with all of your it's supplements good. you have gone to extreme lengths to ensure <laughs> oh yes <laughs> pulling <laughs> your <laughs> hair out <laughs> they're way more difficult than anyone would imagine it is yeah yeah, yeah you're I, very limited with uh, manufacturers actually when you do a good quality supplement so mm. yes which speaks to the quality of other supplements and doesn't it if if it's quite difficult to make a good quality. Yeah, yeah. And we're surrounded by all these supplements. Yes, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, Australian supplements are definitely the the, the highest quality in the world in terms of you will get what it says on the label, which is not 
necessarily what you might get in the states mm. um, you know um, there, there can be all sorts of things in there and the, people would have seen that on the project or uh, uh, 60 minutes sometimes mm. they have um, you know friends of science and medicine coming on and talking about complementary medicines and trying to put fear into people and, and that's all based around US supplements it's not it's not Australian supplements but in Australia you can still use poor quality raw materials um, and a lot of companies do um, but um, yes no I go to great lengths to um, to find scour the world and find all the um, <laughs> high quality formulas that I'm happy to have myself yeah that's basically my philosophy yeah that's awesome yeah that's yeah. what we need and we need that backup as practitioners to know that the products are good that we're giving people you know because that's our yeah. reputation then as well exactly yeah but speaking yeah, for of sure. like labeling and stuff like that you know even if we do get the correct labeling it still is just labeling what's in there and so does that help the consumer or the general public to um mm. you know get what yeah. they want get the best quality all that kind of stuff it's it's, it's a difficult yeah and it's difficult too when all the marketing says you know quality and you look at the formula and you go well that's not high quality at all as a naturopath you know mm. we can look at something and go why are they saying that that's good quality and then it's not mm. you know and, and so i don't even think that they should be allowed to say that when, you know, <laughs> there should be laws around against yeah that. and i yeah. kind of thought there was like yeah <laughs> no it's it's not really i mean it's a bit tricky yeah, wording yeah, they can be very clever. They can, they mm. can really, yeah, try and suck people in. Yeah, I read a little I guess. Bit. Oh yeah, you go. Oh, no, I was just going to say. I guess I don't have a, a massive marketing team to um, come up with that kind of copywriting. So yeah, <laughs> but you know, it just it just is high quality. Yeah, Australia's most loved um, whatever iron supplement or like you know yes. those kind of. <laughs> Who, who voted yeah. for that? Like, who, uh, yeah, it's how you prove that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it is yeah, convincing. Funny. You know, we've yeah. done a few podcasts on supplementation and in particular MTHFR. And yes. if, you, if you haven't listened to, if you're listening now and you're kind of like, what the hell is that? Then head back into the um, archives and find some other podcasts that Nikki and I have done together. And I've done a bunch with, um, you know, an array of different people on MTHFR. Um, so go back, find out what it is rather than us getting really stuck into it now because I would love to go off on a bit of a di different tangent. Um, you recently did a blog on MTFR mm -hmm. being kind of ridiculed by the mainstream mm. medicine and often, you know, when I do refer people for it or I ask the GP to do it, it's very much like um, there's still that resistance. Mm. Uh, and then further, oh, you, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, actually, it, what what it was, a client recently told me that her IVF nurse had been to a conference and they ridiculed the idea of taking methylfolate when a person is homozygous for C six seven seventeen. So I wonder, I have to wonder who sponsored that talk at the conference because mm -hmm. not only is that rubbish, it reeks of vested interest to me. Um, yeah. Of you know, why why are we trying to encourage folic acid over um, methylfolate or, mm -hmm. or even folinic acid? So the science is really clear on this. If you're homozygous for C six seven seventeen, then you have a seventy percent reduction in your ability to metabolise folic acid into its active form. So they're not only at an increased risk of neural tube defects, but also at an increased risk of high homocysteine levels, and that can result in a miscarriage. So those women must take 
methylfolate, which is in the Naturavest supplements um, on the label as quatrifolic. And another study, 800 micrograms of quatrifolic, was shown in a study to reduce um, the risk of miscarriage in those women, and it was superior to taking five milligrams of folic acid. So. We, we have we have the evidence to back that up. Um, we, we don't want to put those women on um, on folic acid. So what happens is that because the folic acid is not absorbed, it can lead to unmetabolized folic acid syndrome, and that kills off natural killer cells. So basically, it's not good for our immune system. And funny story, my client ignored her doctor's advice and she took three capsules daily of the prenatal trimester one. I got her to take that as a preconception multi rather than the preconception multi because it contains the highest amount of quatrifolic. Mm -hmm. And I wanted her to take that, you know, close to the 800 micrograms of, mm -hmm. of quatrifolic. So, mm -hmm. um, so she took that and now she's pregnant and she hasn't miscarried this time, whereas she was having recurrent miscarriages before. So um, there you go. Yes. <laughs> Proof is in the pudding. So she couldn't wait to go back and tell her doctor, well, actually, yeah. I ignored your advice and I took this instead and you told me not to take that, but this time I'll get my baby. So, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Um, but in relation to um, the anxiety, because that's what I discussed in my blog article, is that, you know, um, taking methylfolate may lead to anxiety. Um, you can learn more about this by going to YouTube and entering Bill Walsh and overmethylation. Mm -hmm. The symptoms are really similar to copper excess, so blood tests would determine what's causing those symptoms, um, including anxiety and insomnia. And uh, I think we need to be really careful about taking methylated supplements long term. When I say long term, I'm talking about one year, maybe two years, you know, um, a, a long time. Um, so your methylated supplements are like your methylfolate and mm -hmm. methylcobalamin, which is the methylated form of vitamin B12. Um, and also if you're having high doses of choline or methionine um, from consuming protein powders, that could actually make things worse as well when it comes to overmethylation. Um, but if you're only taking methylfolate for a few months in your first trimester, it's unlikely to lead to overmethylation unless you're actually in that state before you started, started supplementing. Um, and something else to consider is that you could be undermethylated, so you may actually need to take methylfolate long term. So it's always best to seek advice from your practitioner, do regular blood tests, and if you if you're showing symptoms of over or undermethylation, and, and and they can take you know regular um, um, you know notes, clinical notes on on your symptoms, and and just track you as you go. Mm. Mm. So is it best? For women who are trying to fall and they don't know about, you know, um, their current MTHFR status, is well, yep. is it harmful for them to take methylated supplements? Yeah, if they, if they don't know, um, it, if if, they, if it's not found, so so you've got three three different results that mm -hmm. you can come back with. So you're either going to be homozygous, mm -hmm. you're going to be heterozygous, yeah. which means that you've inherited it from one parent. Um, in both cases, I would still give the quatrifolic. Or you're going to be, um, it's, it's going to be not found. Yeah. Even if it's not found, um, the the overmethylation is not related to the MTHFR. Mm -hmm. So those are two different things. Mm -hmm. um, but if it's not found, and that person has symptoms of overmethylation, I probably wouldn't take um, the, the quatrifolic. But if it's not found and they don't have any symptoms of overmethylation, which it just Bear in mind that it's, it's pretty rare. Overmethylation is, is more rare than undermethylation. Mm. So, yeah. Um, then then that, that's the only time that I wouldn't be recommending methylation, methylated folate. I, I give 
put trifolic to everybody mm-hmm. uh, because it's better quality. It's yeah. going to get absorbed well. Yeah. Um, it gets absorbed far better than um, folic acid even if you don't have MTHFR yes. issues. Yes. You okay. know, it's it's not having to convert into the, its active form because it already is active. And it's just like, I mean, it's kind of like saying if you're overmethylated, should you avoid green leafy vegetables? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I probably wouldn't recommend that <laughs> either. Um, but what I would recommend is that they stay away from foods that are high in methionine. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, yeah, that's where I go with diet. Um, and just seeing a practitioner that actually uh, has methylation as an interest because they'll give you some really good advice on, on diet and um, what you should be doing supplementation-wise. Mm-hmm. It's really, really easy to reverse. That's the other thing. If you take 200 mm-hmm. milligrams of vitamin B3, within three days you'll be back to normal again. Yes. So it's not like it's something that um, – you know, uh, is going to cause long term. Yeah, yeah damage. It's, 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 it's easily reversible. Yeah, yeah. And something so, that you mentioned in your blog was that, um, you know, the link, I guess, between uh, the active form of folate over folic acid kind of, yeah, causing that anxiety. But you said yeah. that it, it does seem related to dose and that our Australian guidelines yes. don't allow you know, our doses mm. to go that high. Can you just walk yes. me through that? Yeah. So we're only allowed 500 micrograms of folate in a TGA-listed supplement. So you can't go to ridiculously high levels, which are other levels that are more likely to cause the overmethylation. So, you know, in the, in the US, it's like the Wild West. You are allowed to put whatever you like in the supplement. The FDA doesn't regulate supplements in the, in the US. Um, all they do is check that supplements are labelled correctly. So it's quite bizarre. Really, as long as you don't make any health claims, you can do whatever you like. (laughs) They're more concerned about the layout of the label than what's in the actual formula, which is just bizarre, you know. And I became overmethylated myself years ago because I was taking a protein powder from the US, which doubled as a multivitamin, so it had all your um, vitamins and minerals in there. Um, But at the time, I didn't have the knowledge about methylation that I do now, and this powder contained five milligrams of methylfolate. Right. That's huge. That's 5,000 micrograms. So, you know, and it was a really reputable brand too, so I trusted them. Mm. And, so you know, no wonder I was overmethylated. But that caused so many issues for me, you know, with insomnia and, um, yeah, it was was a terrible time. And if I'd just known at the time, um, then I could have just taken the high dose of B3 and been back to normal again. Jesus. I know. <laughs> so that's when things go pear shaped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But who the hell would put five milligrams on there? That's insane. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It's that concept that more is better. Yeah, you know, higher doses. You know, we want more. We want better. We want like, yeah, yeah. It's not oh, yeah. Because actually, after I had that protein powder, I then was um, trying to conceive a baby, and I used to think that the thorn supplement was a good one, mm-hmm. um, but that has a thousand micrograms of five MTHF and two hundred milligrams of the methylcobalamin, mm-hmm. and it has two milligrams of copper. Right. So the, that combination is hideous. I don't think anybody should be taking that yeah, right. <laughs> at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. I mean, that's just that's what happens, I suppose, when you've got this unregulated market. And at the end of the day, like it, those ingredients may be uh, fine and good and great quality, but put together yeah. certain dosages, you know, like mm. how do we formulate things? Like all this stuff is very nitty-gritty and very difficult for the general public to judge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's um, – 
Yeah, I guess that's that's where taking a, a TGA-listed supplement is going to be safer generally because we do have those limits. Um, you know, it might not be as regulated as, as prescription medicines are, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's you know you just can't put things on the market. Um, you know, with and actually when I say put things on the market, we've got we've got two um, regulatory bodies here, so we've got the TGA, which is your complementary medicines, and then we've also got um, the Food Standards Authority. So sometimes people can put things on the market that uh, um, they're passing off as a food supplement, and sometimes – sorry, I've just got a call coming through. I'm just going to decline that. (laughs) Yeah, so – sorry. um, Yeah, so so sometimes I have seen companies put – things on the market as a food supplement, which is clearly not a food supplement. It should actually be um, listed with the TGA Mm -hmm. because of the levels of the nutrients that they have in there, um, which actually exceed um, what you are allowed in a food supplement. So um, what I would say to people is just to be very careful that it does have an Ostel number on the front of the label. If it doesn't, um, then it hasn't been looked at by anybody and it, and yeah, you could be taking anything so so that's just what's something to be really um careful about yeah good to know i see yeah, yeah i saw that yours has the ostel number yeah and you yeah. also got your little ko- koala now which is cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> Do you know cute. what? i actually got that because there was a um a couple of years ago um the australian made um you know, campaign and you've got that little logo that you can use on, on products, um, they they actually decided that if um, 100% of your raw materials didn't come from Australia, um, then you couldn't claim that it was Australian-made, even though it was manufactured in Australia. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it is completely different, the end product, to, to the raw materials. Yeah. And nobody has 100%, um, you know, Australian mm. uh, products, aside from herbs and things, because the raw materials aren't made here, mm. you know, as an example, I get the quattrofolate from Italy. So, um, yeah, so it was really annoying that we weren't allowed to say that it was manufactured in Australia, but yeah. they've actually recently in this last month they've overturned that and we're allowed to say manufactured in Australia again. Thank yeah. God. Good. Yeah, I mean, but there's, yeah there's, there's, that's, why, that's why I had the little koala to, to give that impression. Very cute. Yes, it is actually made here. <laughs> you know, I should probably do a disclaimer at this point. I actually don't get any um, – like I don't get any commission from you. You don't pay me no. to say these things. <laughs> no, it's I'm just true. a big fan of the product and have had a lot yeah. of success in the clinic, and I love to talk to you yeah. about them, which is good. Oh, <laughs> it's amazing! It's amazing. Yeah, the amount of um, practitioners that will that will talk about Natural Best on Instagram or whatever, yeah. and I'm like, wow, that's really amazing. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm definitely not sponsoring those posts. So yeah, it's really cool. It's At the end of the day, it gives you such a buzz. You wanna you wanna help that person sitting across from you you just want to help them achieve their goals and a baby is something that people are very um obviously emotional invested in and so if you can help that happen that's a real privilege and if you have stuff that kind of backs you up to do that that you can rely on that makes a huge difference in your confidence absolutely yeah yeah for sure i mean it's like you know uh, my favorite herbal (laughs) brand is medihub and, and I trust that they get the best quality. Um, I, I, you know, he is actually a, a herbalist, a, a really mm. good one, Kerry mm. Bone, that started it. Um, so yeah, I mean, you, you definitely um, have brands that you that you trust and and, yeah. and back and and talk about mm-hmm. to other people for sure. I, um, yeah. I asked him to come on the podcast. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I haven't heard back yet. <laughs> oh, 
that would be amazing. Wouldn't he be cool? I'd probably be on yeah. here for like three hours, but yeah, uh, yeah, you probably have to pay him. <laughs> well, you know, he's pretty like gives his time pretty freely. You Does know, he? Generally, yeah, yeah. Wow. He's um, wow. yeah, he's a pretty good guy. So yeah, yeah, he would be amazing to listen to. He deserves sure. a bit of retirement. I I believe he's taking a bit of a chill year this year, which is probably oh, fair enough. He's probably yeah. due. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, something that that happened that really shook me in my clinic was I had a client come from an OB, uh, test of MTH5, which is awesome, and I was like, yay, they're, you know, finally doing that. But then because they had come back with a, uh, I think it was a heterozygous, they Mm -hmm. had prescribed a non-methylated folic acid. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> Do you see that? Like, is that something that's happening? Because people just associate MTH far with folate, folic acid, you know, yes. got issues. Well, the standard treatment is five milligrams of folic acid, but that's now obsolete because, yes. the, you know, the study came out saying that 800 micrograms of cotrifolic is better than five milligrams of folic acid. Right. But not every, not every um, obstetrician is going to know that yet. Mm. It, it, in fact, they probably won't even – because of the conferences that they go to are sponsored by um, drug companies mostly. Yes. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So unless unless there's somebody doing a PhD or something that goes and, and speaks in front of them and educates them about the um, about quadrifolic and, 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 and other things, you know, nutrition, basically, they're not going to know. And is that then doing harm to that? Yeah. 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 I don't think anyone should be having folic acid. I wouldn't take folic acid. And I'm not, I, I'm, I've, my seed 6770 is not found. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't have any issues with methylation, but there's mm. no way I would take anything synthetic. I wouldn't take cyanocobalamin as a, as a B12. Mm. Um, I would only take active B2 and B6. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I want my body to absorb. I don't want to waste money. I don't, it's a false economy spending your money on these cheap supplements that might not actually get absorbed and they're actually making your liver work overtime to, to process them. Yeah. I, you know, I have clients. Mm. I had one last week come with um beautiful, beautiful lady come with a bag, this enormous bag, you know, and this has happened over my uh, professional yeah. kind of time. Uh, you know, people bring their bags of supplements and I, having worked <laughs> in health food, you know, you're like, you know that people come and they buy a lot of stuff and they take a lot of stuff. And I'd often yeah. say to people, you know, why don't you, like, why don't we have a review? Like it's free. We'll sit down, you know, like when you're studying and stuff and, and they weren't interested. Yeah. But anyway, this lady comes with her bag and I go through it all and I'm like, look, how about we just put these aside and we'll keep, yeah. you know, three out of ten maybe. I was like, let's keep these. We can work these in. But these, let's just push them aside. So, you know, I'm explaining to her that not only are they probably, they're not the best quality in my view, but mm-hmm. they also are not specific to what she yeah. is complaining about, um, mm-hmm. what her, you know, what her issues are. And the other thing is they're putting a heap of pressure on her because, there's a lot. There's ten different things, you know, mm, she's taking mm. every day, sometimes twice a day. So there's mm. a lot of pressure on you. Like you said, you live on your gut, your kidneys. Um, and then I, I always had this intuitive feeling that the body will get confused. Mm. You know, I think I, I, I've got this um, this theory. It's not proven. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a theory. Oh, yeah, I'm that, that your that your body just gets used to stuff. That too. Um, whether it's whether it's supplements, skincare hair stuff I like to switch up everything I like mm. to just change things because I think you can kind of just get you even even pharmaceutical drugs actually like I'll notice with myself I suffer allergies and if I take a, an antihistamine every day 
my body just gets used to it and then my, my allergies get worse again. You know, it just goes back to – whereas if I just take it periodically and have a break, it, it's far more effective. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, so, I would say that that theory is um, moderately proven clinically. It's it's definitely the case with herbs. Like I like to change yeah. people's herbs three yeah. monthly, uh, yes. you know, yeah. if they're going to be yeah. on herbs long term, um, mm. even if they're just maintenance. I think that's really important. Your body does, it does kind of get used to stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I guess do, in the same way as um, an alcoholic, they, they their liver um, over, over time adapted to the amount of alcohol that they're drinking. Mm. You know, so your liver enzymes uh, are raised um, to help mm. process that alcohol. And I suppose it's the same sort of thing, isn't it, really? Well, our bodies are amazingly clever at adapting aren't they yeah like and yeah. so even with your skincare and stuff like that so you see that especially with psoriasis for example or eczema things work for a little while and then they mm. your body gets used to it your skin gets used to it and stops working it's because your immune system has kind of been like yep yeah, i'm all over that i've found a way yeah. around it now <laughs> like yeah, and yeah. it's the same with your allergies <laughs> yeah yeah it's interesting isn't it yeah we have to constantly fool our bodies yes <laughs> yeah. they're too they're too clever yes. Yes. <laughs> now, I had another client question, uh, mm-hmm. case for you, that I found really interesting. Um, a lady who was supplementing with uh, folate and B12. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. She was supplementing with folate. She came back with low B12 and high folate. And, yep. you know, in my logical brain, I'm thinking, is this because they are not being methylated? Um and, you know, would love to know your thoughts on that. Is that possible? Yeah. So, well, firstly, folate and B12 antagonise each other. So they should always be taken in a one-to-one ratio. Um, so I'm not sure if that was what was going on. But no. it could also be that there was something else like a vitamin B12-related polymorphism. Mm. So, you know, MTHFR is the big one. That's what everyone knows. Everyone talks about that one all the time. But there's yeah. all sorts of gene polymorphisms. You know, there's MTRR, there's MTR. You know, there's there's lots of B12 polymorphisms as well. So unless you go to, you know, like the, the 23andMe and get a complete profile and, and, and find out all of your SNPs, You'd never really know um, what was going on, really. So, no, she she wasn't supplementing the B12. So you're saying that by putting in, like, a a folate supplement, her B12 is going to be affected by that? Yeah, so if if she's just um, taking folate, Mm -hmm. then that is going to deplete your B12. Yeah, and, I mean, that tends to be the case without all our B vitamins are interrelated, aren't they? Like, Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and that's, that's why you always find a B complex. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because um, if you just take one, and actually that's well, it's the same as everything, right? So even minerals. So if you've got a supplement that has a really high dose of iron in it, um, you're going to have to have an equivalent dose of zinc. Mm. It may be taken at a different time because, you know, they, they can they can really antagonise each other and really affect each other taken at the same time. But, um, yeah, um, calcium, that should always be taken separately to um, iron because um, that's not going to – people actually, a lot of people ask me that. People ask me, why don't you have any calcium calcium in your formulas? Mm-hmm. Well, that's because there's iron in there. Mm. And calcium really should be taken at night time. That's, that's the best time because it's a nice calming mineral that's going to help you sleep. So I usually recommend taking it after dinner. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I so, mean, you also can't fit everything, right? 
Like, <laughs> no, no, actually, that's the other point, actually. Calcium takes up a lot. Yeah, That's why huge. you don't find calcium and magnesium together in supplements, which is how it should be, um, because you'd end up, if you wanted a therapeutic dose, you'd yeah. end up having, you know, like eight capsules yeah. a day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> there's lots of... Um, you know, pe- people always, well, oh, you're not going to have this, can I have that? You know, well, why don't you have DHA? And it's like, well, that's the other thing, DHA. Um, you know, if you wanted that in a pregnancy multi in yeah. a therapeutic dose, yeah. then your multi is going to end up being a six-capsule a day dose. So Definitely. no one's going to take that. So yeah. you yeah. take your fish oil separately, get your fish oils in the fridge as well. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. And mm. would you argue, like, uh, I guess in choosing that iron is – uh, very important through our um, prenatal pregnancy and postnatal yeah. stages, much more yeah. important than calcium. Um, yeah, a lot of people focus on calcium. Iron is uh, more commonly depleted, mm. uh, and it's no surprise there. I mean, um, you know, uh, the amount of blood that we lose during labour and um, and just the baby, the doubling of the blood volume during this last half of pregnancy you're probably going to need more iron than what's in the prenatal trimester two and three. The reason that there's 24 milligrams of iron is because that is the, the TGA limit. So that's, you know, coming back to that, the limits that we have in Australia. Um, yeah, 24 milligrams is actually the limit that we can have in, a, in an iron supplement. So unless it's a prescription um, drug, like your ferrogradumate or, you know, those those prescription um, type ones, um, then then they'll have more. But a lot of women will probably need to have about forty five milligrams of, of iron in that last half of the pregnancy. Yeah, wow. so they probably will need an extra iron supplement as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but calcium. I mean, this is the thing. Once you start taking high doses of something then you've got to think about what else you're antagonising. So if you're going up to 45 milligrams of iron, Mm. then you're going to need to have a calcium supplement. Um, And you're probably going to need to have one anyway um, to meet that demand because what happens is is the baby baby doesn't miss out. The baby... If we always used to joke in you know, naturopathic college that a baby is like a parasite. <laughs> it's not very nice, but it really is. It is going to suck everything out of you and, yeah. um, and it, will, it will take care of itself at your, your expense. And so what happens is, is the, the baby will draw the calcium from your bones. So you don't really want that scenario in pregnancy because if, you, if, you, if your baby is drawing the calcium from the bones, then you're going to release other things that are stored yeah. in the bones. And yeah. lead has an affinity for calcium for your bones mm. um, to be stored there. So you're going to all of a sudden be releasing lead. Um, and we're all exposed to lead. Uh, there used to be lead or petrol. It's still in the air. It's still mm. in the dust. It's still, you know, what we're breathing in. So, um, you know, getting into the nitty gritty of things like that, you, that that's where you want to make sure that your height, that minerals are actually more important than vitamins. By the way, everyone gets focused on vitamins, but minerals are the ones that are more likely to be depleted. Mm. And if you don't have your minerals, your vitamins aren't going to work properly. Mm. So you really need to get that mineral balance right. Um, so, so yeah, I would recommend just doing blood tests, keeping an eye on that um, eye and keeping an eye on your zinc, keeping an eye on the copper that um, if you're taking a really high dose of zinc in pregnancy that, that you don't um, antagonise your copper. Yeah. Um, or maybe you are trying to do that. Maybe that's the purpose because you've got pyroluria, but um, you'd be under the care of a, of a practitioner. Well, yeah, um, we bang about, we bang on about that all the time, but that's what it comes yeah. down to, isn't it? Because yeah. it's so complex as people are hearing right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's so much to think about. And, and um, you know, that's where I did those, you know, the online courses. Yeah. 
the idea behind that is not to replace a naturopathic consultation, it's mm. to prepare them and, and give them the knowledge um, before they actually go to that naturopathic consultation so that they're not sitting there going, everything's going over the top of my head. This this podcast that we're doing right now is probably going over the top of people's head. They're probably going, what the hell are you talking about? Because it is. It's, it's complicated. It's in depth. And, and the first time you hear something, you don't really take it in. The second time, it kind of makes sense. The third time you hear it, you go, oh, I know what you're talking about. And so that, that's the idea is to have that information there yeah. um, so that you can go because knowledge is power and you can just go into that consultation and go, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know, I, I know why I need to take that supplement. I understand. And I think if you understand then, uh, you know, um, you're not coming out going, why don't she give me all of these supplements? I don't even yeah. know what they do, you know. <laughs> so, and we don't yeah, want people really feeling important. overwhelmed. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Nikki, I, you know, we, you and I, we still write our stuff down. I go back and listen to these podcasts. You know, if I have a complex case, I might flick you an email. Like we still mm. rely on each other and it's still complex for us. And the other thing is mm. we're still finding out more and more about yeah, like science is, yeah, science we're is constant. still teaching. We, we are eternal students. Mm. We, we, you know, science is never ending. You know, we, we will learn. We, I, th- I think in 50 years' time, we'll look, you know, people will look back and go, they were doing what then? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just like we do when we look yeah. back and go, that they did what they yeah. blood they did bloodletting to, to, for of, diseases. Um, That's insane. Yeah. But people will look back at some of the stuff that we're doing now and think it's insane what we're doing. I watch a yeah. lot of call the midwife, and you know, sometimes I'm like, what? I can't believe this was only fifty odd years ago. And then I think, you know, I've been practicing for 10 years and I still am going back and re-listening to a podcast just to prepare my brain again. But as a naturopath too, this isn't all I do. Like, you know, you see such an array of different things. So then you have to kind of re-familiarize yourself with the very specific nitty-gritty of of different, um, yeah, polymorphisms and the snips and like all this stuff. And you're like, what? I know, I know. And there's a lot of stuff that you miss, I think, in a consultation. Oh, Um, yeah. And and that's, yeah, that was another reason for those courses as well as mm. so I wanted people to get the best value out of it because mm. um you know you just forget you forget to tell them things um and oh, you know you're lying there later on and like oh I forgot to say this I forgot to say that and then yeah. all of a sudden you're, you're emailing back and forth and you're spending your whole day on mm-hmm. emails mm-hmm. so yeah. three consults I reckon it takes me about three consults yes. to really get to know everything yes. I need to know about someone um, yep. you know, and then really get, get their prescriptions right. And, you know, cause herbs, I love, I love herbs, mm, and you're a big herbs too. as well. Um, mm. but you know, not all herbs work the same way for people. So just, no. you know, it's a bit of a stab in the dark, that first consult. Oh, um, absolutely. And that's yeah. okay. you like, you know, it's nice and safe. You make sure it's safer, but mm. there may be herbs that work better and you're just not going to know that until you start to get to know that person and how they respond and all that kind of stuff as well. Oh, it's like St. John's wort. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to find, especially with O blood types that they would react to it in a negative way that mm. they'd actually become more depressed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you just don't know until somebody takes something how they're going to react. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. yeah. Mm, well, yeah. I will look forward to a podcast with some new information and some new yes. very high well, quality Yes, oh, I wish I could tell you now. Oh, it's not going to be released until July. So. July, all right. <laughs> I'm keep my keep, mouth shut. Yes, no, everybody yeah. keep your ears to the ground and look out for it. Yes, a, yeah, I can't wait podcast. to release this product. Yeah. I, can't, I just can't wait to take it myself. <laughs> cool. This is Yeah, so this is for it can be taken during pregnancy. Um, and I would recommend that people take it during pregnancy, um, but um, it is for all ages. So yeah, it's even cool. from kids right through to older adults. Yeah. Great. Yeah, which is really cool. 
Very Can't exciting. Wait. Very exciting. Yeah. yeah, I look forward to it. I don't even know. Like, I, you know, I'm no. excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this has actually been three years in the making. Wow. It's been this frustrating R&D, um, yeah, oh my God. But anyway, we finally got there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll all look yeah. forward to that. And um, if you have any questions about today's episode, Nikki's details will be in the show notes. And, you know, you can always email me, info at mgherbs.com.au. And I'll talk to you in a fortnight. Thanks, Nikki. My pleasure. See you later. If you like what we do here at The Naked Naturopath, then be sure to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To learn more about Mal and MG Herbs, jump onto mgherbs.com, follow us on Facebook at MG Herbs Australia and Instagram at MG Herbs Official. Please keep in mind that all advice and opinions on The Naked Naturopath are not individualized. To get the right advice for you, be sure to make a booking with Mal or your health professional. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.